Hi, Bamal. How's it going today? Hi, Alina. It's going well. How about you? Yeah, I'm doing well. I, I, I'm still thinking about our last conversation about Agile and um, looking forward to move into our next topic about product management tools. And I'm and, and curious to learn from you um, about how you would break that down. So it's tools, right? Tools are important because tools are supposed to implement this framework or structure uh, we have in mind at scale. That's what tool is important as well. So uh, my thought process about tools is that oh, I have a certain thought process behind to that. And I want to implement that. Uh, what's the tool that's going to supplement my thought process? So I do not go around, okay, this is a tool I have. Now somehow I need to inject that tool into my workflow or thought process. So I do not recommend going that route. Instead going, okay, this is the framework, mental framework I have. So that mental framework was the right tool I need to incorporate in my daily workflow. Okay. So as a product manager, there are uh, three layers which we need to think about, right? One layer is, okay, uh, doing a market assessment. Second thing is thinking thinking about the users. And third step is using thinking about uh, th thinking about the product itself. So another correlate is that, okay, we understand the market at the very vision level, and then uh, so vision and market level, understanding at the uh, uh, user and the strategy level, and then product and the tactical level. So these are, I mean, for those kind of, uh, I, this is the framework I have, and each of these stages, I have different tools that I use. Cool, so which one, which one do you wanna start with? So of course, starting with the market and ecosystem, okay. right? So some of the tools, when I say tools, not necessarily it's about the software tool that we use. This also can be about certain kind of frameworks. For example, uh, while assessing the market, we uh, market and the ecosystem level, what I really do is uh, I use a framework called Business Model Canvas. Okay. Uh, so Business Model Canvas has, uh, different nine components, right? Starts for, okay, uh, who the user is, what's the value proposition are, what's the channel is, what's the revenue market, and what's the customer relationship management in the right side. Uh, uh, and the left side, what are the key resources, what are the uh, what are cost structure, what are the key activities you gotta do, what are the key partnership, so partnership you gotta build, and what are the key activities you gotta do, right? So even that's, that's the market, uh, the initial market, business model uh, market analysis I I do so that helps me think about the different components I need to uh, I need to worry as a product manager about the market and then when I go do everything whenever I go a revenue model then okay for this business model of revenue model like for this business kind of thing what's the total addressable market right what's the segment of market? who are my competitors that help me define it and again, what are the value proposition? What are the unique value proposition? What's the differentiation we can make as in the market, right? Is the market growing or slowing down? Mm -hmm. And in the customer segment, right? What segment of the customer we are going to target, right? So this, before getting into nitty-gritty of users and users and uh, this uh, product, want to understand as a market as a whole first, right? And this uh, business model canvas helps to structure that uh, structure that conversation around and document around 
uh, around it that way like but after iterating around in the business model canvas for a couple of rounds uh, i have the clarity of as a programmer where this market and ecosystem lies right that's really really important okay so business model canvas so mm-hmm. in uh, there is another in terms of technology there is there is a stripped down lean version of the this uh, lean version of it called Lean Canvas, popularized by a guy named Asmore, so which I use that as well. Uh, and 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 there, if you're if you're looking for online tool, there is a business model Canvas to uh, online tool as well. I think that's by a company called Stratizer. Okay. And uh, I think that's a Swiss-based company, uh, Swiss company, Swiss-based company. But they have an awesome book on. Uh, value proposition design and business model canvas. Both of these two books are really amazing. But this symbol that business model canvas with the nine blocks, that tool is really powerful tool to think about, uh, to go and think about market as a whole, uh, as a business as a whole. And uh, so that's that's about it. Because before, before what is important, before your product fits in, uh-huh. right? For the user, before you think about user, you got to think about where your business fits in the market. Okay. So that's that's why the that's the business model canvas helps to think around that at the big picture level. So how do you um how do you know which one to use in these different situations? So so imagining like let's say you are a, you are a greenfield project. I mean starting starting your idea from the scratch. That scenario, you got to do that exercise about understanding where do my idea or my potential business fits into the market. So in that stage, also BMC is very important. And also, you're adding a new. If you are you are into, let's say, there's something called brown project, meaning that your business is already in the market, but you are going to scale up, scale down, or you are going to add another feature into it, uh, or you are going to add another product line into it. As a product manager, you got you got to understand the market right. So even even you are proposing a new idea, new feature, you go to tell to the business, uh, you make you need to make a business case. So in that scenario, you go and you just fill out this business model canvas or lean canvas uh, as well, and then you make an argument with your own team, which helps to uh, the the benefit of filling that out using a tool is to align your team, align everybody in your team from. Uh, executives to the uh, engineers from uh, from the like from top to bottom or different horizontal it helps to align everybody in that particular particular uh, uh, in your in your particular business model that you have and where you as a business or as a product or as a new feature stands in the entire ecosystem of the ecosystem that's really important so if that's you're using when, a tool and you feel like it's not aligning people, then is it worth changing the tool or um, how so can you this, fix that situation? So this tool, so this, this is a framework to think about evaluating the idea or evaluating a new feature idea or evaluating new product idea where it stands in the market, right? So giving the clarity in the big picture. So this is not necessarily a tool per se. When you talk about it's not a software product you go around and use it on it. It's a framework, right? A framework itself is a tool as well. To think about, evaluate your business idea, evaluate your product idea, evaluate your feature idea in a scope of market and ecosystem. So Business Canvas is a tool or a framework to do that. 
whenever you got to start a new idea, new product or new feature, you go and do this exercise. Okay, okay. Um, so, yeah. Go for it. That's the, that's, that, that's at the marketing ecosystem level. Okay, okay. Um, so, I mean, the, and the focus, like, I mean, ultimately the focus isn't really on the tool, right? Like the tool is, is no. the vessel for, you know, synthesizing right. information and aligning right. the team. So at the end of the day, like, although the tool is important, we can't get too hung so, up on the two, right? No, you can get too, it can, it's the like, thing is, I have done in a piece of paper, mm -hmm. right? I have the, I, so I have created that piece of paper in a paper. I have done that in a Excel, Google sheet or Excel sheet. I have done that in a Microsoft Word. I have done that in PowerPoint or uh, PowerPoint or Google Slides, right? And I have done that in the Trident strategy, that online tool as well. So it's not about a tool per se, it's about the framework and getting all of your team members aligned and going through rigor in the very beginning of understanding market and ecosystem, where your business or product or your idea stands in the market and the ecosystem. So that rigor is really important. So it's about evaluating where you are and following the rigor is more important than whether it's a software tool or it's a paper-based tool or, or, or it's, so uh, the medium is not as important as the means, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, for example, going through the exercise is important. Having this framework is important. So it can be any of the tools, uh, tools right? So not having a software tool, online tool, or not having any of the digital tool to, to go and exercise business model canvas is not a store stopper. It's about doing that rather than using a tool which enables to follow that, uh, that framework. Okay. Yeah, that, I think that makes sense. Yep. So, so another, another, after that, right? After that, so you asked when, it's about whenever you have new idea, idea for be a new product, new business or new feature, you, you might wanna go and do this business model canvas exercise using this uh, framework, business model canvas framework. Or you can do lean canvas, it's uh, lean canvas mostly about tech, uh, mostly it's, it's startups and things, it's very useful framework to think about. So that's about market and market. And another exercise also I do, after that what I do is, of course that doesn't happen in vacuum, that that happens in like also talking, to, doing market research about where is TAM, I briefly mentioned about that, who are customers, so you do a lot of research and fill out that, so that's the exercise. And that will give you a lot of uh, organic understanding about where you stand in the market and where the market is heading towards. And this, and the second tool I talk about users, right? Also, really, yeah. really important to understand who the users are okay. before building the product, mm -hmm. and at least have have the hypothesis around it. So I always say, right? It's about fake it, sell it, and build it, right? Mm -hmm. So when I say fake it, doesn't mean like you're going to sell. You have what you haven't built. What we mean is, it's about. Uh, Faking it means you don't have to code or you can have to put pixels. You can actually uh, actually build a low field prototype or even you can write a press release. So I fake it meaning I started a press release with the okay. words, add the words. 
So next thing I do is, okay, I have the understanding market. Now I want to press release for targeting a particular user, right, for the particular audience. Can I, am I able to explain what this product is about, right? How it's going to solve the problem for that particular, the targeted user in a plain English without any jargons. So, uh, so that's the press release format the press release format I use, right? Who the, so the tool is really your words. It's not really, yes. it doesn't really matter, yeah. like whether that's on paper or however no, you... The, now you're right. So tool, that's why I say, right? Tool is, there's a press release format, right? Or I guess at how that, it could be your idea because it could yes. also be a prototype, yeah. Yep, so at that stage, before I go do big pixel and code, I want to make sure I want to iterate in the words format because word, writing, iterating in English, is much faster than iterating in pixel, and iterating in pixel is much faster faster than iterating in code. So at the initial stage, when you have idea, new idea, then you want to have a change the direction of the company or direction of the product. You, I want to make sure I have the clarity in my thought. So to exercise that clarity, I write a press release in such a way that somebody who doesn't understand what I am doing, uh, what the product is about, whenever we read that product, that makes sense to that particular lay person audience or target audience, right? Mm -hmm. So until I can write clearly, I don't have clarity in my thoughts. Yeah. You have to, you have to really communicate. Yep. So clarity in my thoughts. At that stage, of course, what you assume is you have a you have you can build a product. What that's what I assume. Like I can build a product. But okay, there is a product. Now you I really do not really do not talk about the product per se. What I talk about here is okay, who is the hero of the thing? The protagonist is my user. For that user, I do have they have this problem. And I solve that this solve their problem. Okay, they are going to have this value, right? So it's the business model canvas you have created about value provision customers are and you are going to you're going to be useful here while writing a press release. So you and I iterate on the press release until that uh, I can write in such a way that there's clarity in that story that that makes sense for the uh, for the for the normal uh, users. And then that doesn't mean you do that in vacuum. After you write that, then you 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 review it among your team members and also go to your audience and make them read and say, okay, and ask them to play back whether what they understood. And you keep iterating on, 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 until that some of, at, some of the validations about the problem, some of the value propositions, when they play back to you, like it fits with the assumptions and hypotheses you have. Okay, yeah. So the reason I'm I, I'm I, I'm advocating for do that is see I talk, we have been talking about validated learning right and to validate your problem to validate your solution you don't have to build you don't have to design or you don't have to uh, you don't have to uh, write a code you can do in simple words and a product manager your words the, your ability to write and your ability to tell a story in a writing format is the is the most valuable arsenal you have right. And while doing so, you are, what you are doing is uh, you are actually de-risking, right? Offloading the risks at the from the latter stage to the earlier stage. 
and when you do offload the rigs from the layer future to the present mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right that means you are you are able to uh de-rigs in the future because it's just saving you want, future yeah. ahead yeah that makes sense Correct. right so that's that's what uh, and that's a tool um, of course i'm not saying saying that it, it's going to give it's going to 100% direct set but it's going to give the direction clarity and it's going to crystallize the hypothesis right hypothesis about this about the solution you are going to make and and the next next phase right after the next phase you have using this you have hypothesized the solution right now so so how the solution would look like for the problem now you now in the next phase what i would do is i would run surveys uh-huh for the survey survey right the tools that i i end up using i end up using is i'm scrappy one i don't i like to pay i think pay pay a lot to be so i use google's uh their google forms you can also like just you know yep. email people and ask them though right like it doesn't yeah, have to yeah. be like a solid thing it, it doesn't have to be solid that's why i think you it doesn't have to be solid. if you are going to do i mean in person you can go up take out a print print out the form and just hand it over in paper right or you can just if you are doing email what you can do is create a google form a survey in a google form and send out send out the send out the that form in through an email and receive the survey result some people also do fancy stuff such as ufus uh, type form or survey monkey there are other tools such as tools but the low the low lowest friction point is friction point to start about surveying about validating your hypothesis in, is is using google forms right and you you want to integrate the forms in a more fancier way then there's type form and there is if you want to do more ui very simple thing there's ufu so those are tools used for survey and most big enterprises also use survey monkey as well so these are tools for survey right survey again the survey is about you're going to quantify the hypothesis you have before you going to the before you going to the uh, uh, product stage design stage right now now see now now here coming right why i've been saying right now we have for the market and market ecosystems understanding where you stand as at the big picture level what you have you have business model canvas or link or you can also use link canvas but after that, you're, you're gradually going towards more user, right? More user, you're validating the problems and things that problems like solution, right? The language and all of those, you wrote a press release, right? Press release format. So that's a tool for you that and stays. Now, after that, okay, you have crystallized the what hypothesis and value provision. You're going to quantify, quantify that before you move to the next, next stage of designing the solution. At that stage, what you do is you use uh, survey tools such as Google Form or uh, Type Form or uh, Ufu or SurveyMonkey. These are the tools there. Okay. So shall we move to next stage? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So next stage is next stage is about uh, now. Now now we're forming 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 uh, more. Yeah. At by this time, you should you will have. Uh, you will have so again like let me give give you a preface for this again so you may not you may 
you may not need to do all of these these things because uh, uh, because uh, you, not always you get to start the greenfield project, right? So these are necessary for greenfield projects, but these, however, these steps are equally useful when you are starting new features or new new products in in the existing business as well, right? So doing this exercise gives the clarity of thought for product managers. So now, now from here also, whether it's a new new product or a green project or a brown pro project, green, green project, a new project or existing project, that you are going to add a new feature. What you want to do is you are starting a low fidelity prototype. Okay. Right. Low fidelity prototype. Again, it's all about uh, feedback cycle. So initial days, you want to have as fast feedback cycle as possible, right? Mm -hmm. That's why you, you start a business model kind of the feedback cycle is as much faster. Your press release, the feedback cycle is most faster, right? But just because iteration cycle is most faster. Now you go to low fidelity because creating the low fidelity prototype and taking that prototype into the to user's hand, that's much uh, that the feedback cycle is most faster, right? As you iterate on, you are you are getting more and more clarity towards your problem solution. And before you go and write a single line of code, you would have 80%, 90% you have validated the solution. Now, now at this scale, right, the tools which we use, right, we use, first of all, even if you have to do use pen and paper to draw, right, or low fidelity mock-up, do not shy away from doing that. Nobody's going to judge you. So uh, uh, nobody's going to judge you for using pen and paper. That's absolutely fine. In fact, some people use pen and paper and they use some uh, some pen, draw in pen and paper and they use an app called Paper or Pop, some, I forgot the name of the pop-up app to take this screen photo of it and make, make an interactive prototype. So you can do that. Yeah. And... And another tool which is very uh, famous, which I personally use and very simple to low-fidelity prototype is Balsamic. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Balsam is a neat tool as well. And and also a neat tool. And another another tool which we use is, uh, is there's something called Figma, which also you can use. So Figma, Figma is lies between low-fidelity and high-fidelity, but it has definitely had has some better, uh, uh, more uh, lean towards high fidelity than the balsamic. And yeah, Figma, you can, it's nice because you can take it from low fidelity yeah, to higher yeah, fidelity. Yeah, so the Figma. And another, another tool at that stage is, uh, some people also use Sketch to uh, do a low fidelity as well. So Sketch is a good tool as well. So here, as a product manager, you, I'm, uh, you the one you, you may be thinking that I'm not a designer. Why should I be using that, right? So here, uh, the that's why the role of uh, you may not be as a product manager. You may not be using these designs to uh, in the production environment, or even. But whenever you have a problem and you have a solution, so you have already articulated, articulated using words. But if you can articulate it visually to the designer. Uh, designer and take a dab at trying to solve the problem your team will respect you 
right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean like you, you go, you reach out to your team with the final solution. That means that you have attempted to try to solve the problem and you have an opinion about the problem, uh, about the solution. And that's very important. Yeah, and I think it shows that you're willing to like yeah. get on their level and like work the way they do. And that's very, very important, especially when you are at the individual contributor level, right? So of course, when you are a senior uh, director or VP or product manager, uh, you will be spending less time sketching that out using these tools. But after you are an, indi- you are an individual cont- contributor, then being able to just re- roll up the sleeves and trying to solve that problem and articulate that solution visually using those tools will come very, very handy. And if you were to master one of the th- these this design prototype tools, I would recommend Balsamic, right? Because just because uh, it obfuscate a lot of uh, Balsamic obfuscate a lot of the visual elements. Because Figma and uh, Sketch will still bring in some color element and some visual element to it. But however, Balsamic is very. Uh, it doesn't for the lack of a better word, like pollute the solution. Right. Uh, I think Balsamic also, it has more pre-made options, so you don't have to waste, yeah. like in Figma and Sketch, you kind of have to like, you know, yeah. make a button. But yeah, like yeah. in Balsamic, you can just use their button. So you, you can just really get to the, like the meat of how you want the interaction to flow without yeah. worrying about sizing and colors. Yeah. yeah. And that also, you take that and go and talk to the user. And some uh, talk to a user. The reason I prefer black and white without any fancy coloring and buttons and things like that, because when I, at that stage, early stage, I'm taking the feedback for the solution, not for the user experience. There's a difference, right? So, so when I, we go and after we go and take feedback from the user without, uh, with the, this colorful thing, people tend to respond react more to the respond more to the colors and design uh, branding and things like that less to the uh, less to the uh, solution so stripping away all the bells and whistles with just a skeleton does that solve the problem or not and it will help to crystallize and crystallize the the branding and solutions as well when you go and use that low feeder prototype and going and uh, talking showing that to the users and asking them to walk through, uh, walk through, walk through that documents, walk their, watch their eyes, right? And if you can, if you can do that in person, uh, do that in person, watch their eyes or uh, watch their eyes, watch, hear them, hear them play back, what play back and that those things will help you iterate more in low fidelity. And again, like uh, on the question may ask is how, how many, how many rounds of iteration you want to do on low fidelity prototype? I think if you do just two or three rounds of prototype with like talking to five people each, five t- five users each, and like uh, then when when you talk to five people, let's say three or five out of people are validated, or four or five people validated your solution, then you can move to the next round. You don't have to go and talk to 10, 15 people. It's just one iteration, uh, just t- talking to five people. Why give you a lot. The five people is there is something called Goldilocks quality. Uh huh. So let's say you, here is you, you. It's not about the accuracy here. It's about the 
the accuracy here is about how much you have learned. Let's say if you talk while talking to five people, you have learned the 80% of the 80% of what you have learned. For next 20%, you may have to talk, may have to talk to next 15, 20 people. So there is law of diminishing return with uh, more number of people. Therefore, there is something called Goldilocks. Even just you have 80%, you understand 80% of the five people, that's trade-off you can make and just move on to next situation. Okay, yeah, that makes sense, yeah. So you don't, what I'm saying, you don't have to wait for 100%, oh, 100%, uh, I need to get 100% perfect uh, validation. Now, if you just get the 70, 80% of fine, it's fine, and you can move on. And with the five people, like, should you strive for some diversity between those people so you get a range of opinions yes. or does it matter? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. You got you, you to gotta talk to different types of people. You don't want to, of course, in the target audience, like your target audience, you want to have some uh, difference of opinion. You don't want to, and those five people better, they not be your friends, your colleagues. So mm -hmm. it's really important to go out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. and talk to people who, for whom you are trying to solve a problem. Yeah, that makes sense. So after that, okay, now after that, you have low fidelity prototype, right? For high fidelity, what you can use Sketch. And, and one tool which is very nifty is this because now most people are remote and even, even, even you are going to talk to users or users in high fidelity or prototypes and things like that over remote or video conferencing. The, the tool that is very nifty is InVision. InVision is amazing tool to create that clickable prototype and share it across, uh, share, share the link to other people and do uh, take remote feedback, right? So InVision is an amazing tool to do that. You can, people can write comments there and it's become comments there and you can actually, people can click through it and you can actually mimic, it's a real product product and you can do it uh, do that either in person or even remote or you are you video conferencing so that's a really nifty tool so now uh, you, you have done now you have the high fidelity prototype right mm -hmm. so uh, another tool like uh, before developing developing now what you got to do is you got to write user stories you got to create a roadmap right uh roadmap so for user stories and for like we talk about a Scrum yesterday, right? Scrum or Agile. So the different tools people use are so small tool. If you're a small team, two to three people. Don't even bother with using any tool. Just tools that start. You can start using Excel sheet. That's it. Trello is amazing for a small team, right? Yeah. Uh, another tool such as uh, uh, Basecamp is amazing. Uh, Asana is great as well. Uh, great as well for a small team, right? Uh, for a bigger team, uh, for a small team, I do not recommend using Jira. For me, Jira, I've, I have always found Jira a bit complicated. Okay. Uh, uh, for me, uh, for so the productivity gain by starting to use Jira when you are a small team is very low. Okay. So. Okay. So, uh, so the tool we use, uh, tool, uh, tool that we use, uh, I started using when we are a small team was, I think, we have tried Asana, Basecamp, and okay. Trello. Mm -hmm. So Trello was the easiest and most fun part, and we started 
Trello. And now we are on, we're a big company right now. We are a big company, we are a middle-sized company. We are 20, in each project, we are 20, 20 of people. And then uh, it's, uh, then, then Jira becomes the default way of doing things. So if you're a small team, go for, go for Trello or Basecamp or Asana. Or if now even Trello is owned by Jira. Yeah, yeah. Trello is sort of a lighter weight version in some ways. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, so it's very easy to it's use and it's like it's you either you're going to use Scrum or thing like you can get different boards and start using it. And that's the that's that's a, a project management tool per se. And second, uh, and second second tool which uh, and we also start to create a roadmap for roadmaps. Of course, you can create a roadmap in Jira as well, but there are roadmapping tools such as uh, Roadmonk aha.io and uh, so i have those two is are popular but it it takes a really really long time to get feel the need of that uh, those tools otherwise just simple simply creating a roadmap in excel google sheets will work if you have to collaborate right and that brings me to uh, when you, another i know there is a debate between the microsoft word microsoft office versus google suit yeah so so versus google then of course you are in big enterprise and you don't have any option microsoft office would work as well but for us especially we are a distributed team right uh, a lot of documentation we end up doing in google preferring google because we have to uh we our use cases says that we are distributed team and we got to collaborate on real time on any document so google document google suit is works great for us so that's a tool we use for documentation purpose, and I recommend try, I recommend that as well. So uh, we now we have come to product man, project management, the number of tools, right? We have illustrated that, and after that, of course, now you have launched. You 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 have you developers have developed the product, and you you need to integrate some analytics in your product. Right. So, analytics in your product. Now, to in to integrate analytics in your product, some of the I highly recommend using Full Story for qualitative. The Full Story is uh, Full Story. What Full Story does? It creates a video recording of your users, so that you know, okay, how your product people are using the product, and you can watch the video how uh, using product is just not quantitative. It's just very qualitative. So, Full Story, Full Story, this is a must-have. Uh, tool and for quality for the qualitative feedback for quantitative uh, for the quantitative feedback uh, if it was e-commerce I think people tend to move towards uh, Google Analytics but if it's completely SaaS or digital product then I prefer Mixpanel to Google Analytics for simple simple reason because I feel Mixpanel is much more intuitive use and it's more it's uh, Mixpanel is more accent driven than the uh, site driven so i prefer action driven and you can have the custom events even you can do that custom events and things like that in google analytics as well but uh i find it hard to do it for some reason i don't know so my my bias is towards mixed panel and uh so that's the tool we use uh, so we use more insistently 
for our website, though, we use Google uh, Analytics, but for our digital products, we use uh, Mixpanel. And and another another some uh, shout out products are there are some amplitude and keys metrics. So personally, I haven't used it, but I have heard from the market that it's equally good as well. But somehow, like I've talked to uh, Mixpanel and uh, Mixpanel because Mixpanel is your mobile it is useful mobile applications as well. And you can create funnels, you can do different segment code analysis. And those kind of stuff. So it, those things are built in. So I prefer mix mix panel, and and of course like the other market kiss metrics or uh, amplitude are hard equally good as well. So it's neck to neck. So just choose. So I like I say before, right? It's not about tool. It's about like let's say you can do what's you can say what's the acquisition rate, what are the engagement rate. You can do court analysis. You can uh, then you can create different segments. Then in that scenario, it's not about a, which tool, but it's about that, those frameworks and whether those tools are allowing you to do that. So Mixpanel has been allowing me to do that in a very intuitive and easy way. So, uh, so, so we have been, I, I have been sticking to Mixpanel. I'm sure Amplitude is equally good as well, but it does, again, like it gives me all the, yeah, yeah. It, it, it gives me everything, uh, everything I need to track in the product. Right. And do you think there's something to be said to you where, like, if you know a tool really well, like, it's probably better just to stick with it than to waste time? Like, if it's really just about getting certain information, like, um, like how much time should we invest into learning new tools? So, again, like, uh, it's about, for me, it's uh, installing and installing or learning a new tool has always come from the organic need rather than trying oh hey new tool has come out right let's just try that thing mm -hmm. so i may do that just to try in my side project but in the in the real production projects right it's mainly about it coming out from real need so by previously before mixpanel google analytics was a default now mixpanel came in then we said oh we uh, it has a more event driven we want to see what people actually doing it rather than people going to the pages and page views and things like that so there was an actual need for mixpanel and we thought it was useful and then creating like for example creating the funnels right and creating cohorts and it's much more easier to do that uh, in mixpanel so therefore the, there was need and we stuck with that need uh, we, that the prop tool solve our need therefore we stuck with it, with him right so if i'm sure if there is a need that uh, use case that mix panel doesn't mix panel doesn't uh, uh, doesn't solve then we'll move to something else now that's where i coming to now another tool which is uh, let's say funnel for all side all set of analytics is called segment mm -hmm. right uh, segment is another tool tool in which tool because uh, in when you are actually growing that you, you from your product views right what happens for example like somebody clicks clicks on the buy button somebody sends, sends a contact information as uh, so you you got to have uh, uh, send out reminders uh, for reminders if people are stuck in certain step of the workflow right those data needs to be shared not just with the uh, the product team but also with the customer support team but also with the marketing team also with the sales team right in that scenario like a one single data data point needs to be shared across multiple 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 different teams 
therefore it, the integration needs to be done with like HubSpot, for example, marketing team, for let's say Salesforce or co Copper for the sales team, right? And then uh, let's say um, first customer support, like uh, Gendex for customer support. So all of those things, right? Then uh, tracking, tracking and integrating with all of these tools becomes a pain. Therefore, these days the segment new product segment has come in in such a way that okay you track using this tool and we'll send those events to all of the other other products or teams that you work with so therefore segment is another another tool which is uh, which has become useful because it's just because it helps you send out that data across other multiple to multiple tools and multiple teams for example marketing team use hotspot right Copper uses or like Salesforce uses. Uh, 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 Salesforce sales team uses that, that copper or uh, what? What was that? Uh, yeah. Uh, I will, Salesforce, right? And customer support is Gendux. So, so it has now become become a pipe that funnels that data into different, different, uh, different tools or different teams. So that's why you segment as well. And segment can also send data to mix panel as well. So segment is another tool to check out for product analytics, and that does integrates with a lot of other tools that other teams use. Cool. So what next? So for for now, also you some you have a small team, perhaps you also have to be sending notifications as well, right? For notification, notification, email notifications, we use SendGrid, and for push. For what? Who is who are the emails for? email notifications like internally like, or, or to clients or who to the, to, the, to, to the to the users right to the users to oh, the users okay. we so to the users for example the, uh, for example you uh let's say you have to do one two and three steps right somebody's talking step two and somebody leaves it and but you need to send a notification to the email notification to the user saying, hey please come back you're stuck here here's how to do that right those kind of email notifications you use send grid and for email marketing, like we we have tried different tools such as uh, Mailchimp is really great for newsletters and sending emails, email for email marketing, and uh, and we also use uh, tried MailerLite as well. So for email marketing, because I mentioned these tools uh, tools because product management also sometimes uh, overlaps with product marketing as well. Right, mm -hmm. and especially you are a small team, startup team, product manager. If you have understand these tools and are able to are able to run through these functions, or some form of marketing, some form of sales, some form of product analytics, some form of design, and that uh, that cross-functional expertise will be really really handy and the tools that I have mentioned will enable you to uh, will enable you to uh, exercise the expertise that you would have built in on all of these cross functions. Okay. So how does that fit in with the other parts? Meaning? I, I just don't totally, I, I don't get how that, that part fits in with the other tools that you mentioned. So, uh, again, uh, okay, let me categorize this, right? First, marketing, uh, market and ecosystem, 
right? Okay. That's a framework, link, link canvas or business model canvas for understanding users, press release and writing press release, press release, right? And after that, uh, then design, so low failure design, balsamic, right? High fidelity design, uh, let's say Figma or Sketch. And after that, you have to share the prototype for user feedback and things like that in vision. And then afterward, like project management tools such as uh, Jira, uh, Jira for a bigger team, small team, Trello or Basecamp or uh, Asana, right? After that, after that, the product analytics tools such as uh, for user experience and to measure that and evaluate that full story. And you have the quantitative analysis. You have mixed panel and mixed panel. Then the mix panel, the product analysis data needs to feed into multiple different sources, destinations such as HubSpot or Copper or uh, email marketing tools or less customer support tools. Mm -hmm. Then you segment that will help you to uh, pipe that data into different destinations, right? After that, then you have, uh, of course, you also need to overlap in some marketing marketing tools as well. So for marketing tools, you can use HubSpot or MailChimp or MailerLite. So those are tools. And SendGrid is, of course, for notifications and things that you, uh, if you're aware of those things, that equally comes handy. And I talk about for remote collaborations and distributed teams, Google Suite works better than the Microsoft uh, Office. And okay. yeah, that's pretty much about it, the tools that we use. Okay. And, and for, of, and for, of course, like video conferences, Zoom works better than, we have tried all the, Zoom works better than the WebEx or join.me, right? So these are the tools that as a product manager, I'm sure I may have missed, of course, this is not an exhaustive list, right? So this is, these are the tools that uh, as within a set of a startup or a small companies, that we have been using and we have seen other startups use. Of course, for the bigger co companies, we were Fortune 500 companies, they may have the custom tools and other tools that we don't know about. But at least for all those startups, uh, product teams, if you, you use these tools, uh, you will be able to accelerate the frameworks and the knowledge you have in your head and give you the structure and scale it across aligned scale and align across among all your team members. Cool. Yeah, it's cool to see. Um, that makes a lot of sense when you put them all in context of each other and like knowing how one feeds into the other. It's interesting to see how many different things you touch along the way. So it's about, again, it's very, it's about the feedback cycle, right? You started at the highest of level. That's about understanding market and market, right? Then you go in and understand users. Then you understand marketing. Then again, that has to feed into the, that, that, that again, like after product that has to fit into your understanding of business model canvas, right? So it's a, it's a circle. And all of these tools are going, are, are helping to reinforce and recrystallize and running that cycle as fast as possible, right? So therefore, uh, rather than understanding one particular tool or one framework from a very cider perspective, if you fit into these things, okay, and understand, hey, all of these tools and frameworks actually are fading into one another and it's creating a virtuous cycle. And as product managers, it's not just about understanding one particular function. It's about synthesizing and shaping the future of the company or the future of the product, right? Then 
then then you want you as a decision maker or enabler of decision, you want to make decision which is a global maxima, not a local maxima. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Therefore, these two. Uh, therefore, the, uh, having an understanding from big picture to the thirty-six thousand feet to the uh, ground level view and creating that virtuous cycle is is what uh, product management is about. And you, if as a product manager, you're you're not just have the theoretical knowledge of these things, but you can roll up the sleeves and you can do it by yourself, right? And then it's going to be, your team will love you and your team across from top to the bottom will love you. And then you have the, the another important thing is about, then you become a scalable person. As then you, as a team grows, as the company grows, right? Uh, then your team may be able to see you, uh, may be able, may be able to promote you as fast as possible as well. Otherwise, some people may get stuck stuck in one position as an individual contributor just because they can't scale themselves. Therefore, they go and hire. Today, you are seen as a product manager. Tomorrow, your company grows to let's say double the revenue, and they need to grow by employee count, and they need to hire a senior person. Right, and if you are aware of all of these things, then it's very easy for your company to promote you to your director of product, right? And see, hey, this that this guy can scale because this guy can, or this guy or girl can help, uh, help this. Uh, this is a very scalable person. As the team grows, the person can grow as well. You can demonstrate that, and that's why uh, uh, understanding and doing, and creating this process cycle, and following this framework building the structure and in using tool to execute that st- structure will be helpful. Awesome. Uh, well, that, I think that's a great stopping point. Thanks for um, yeah. providing us with this insight and it's a great list of tools and maybe we can provide these in the notes or something of. Yeah, our- I think we, we can do that. Awesome. Well, thanks for your time today. My pleasure.